0: chapter twenty two of floyd's flowers by silas x floyd this librivox recording is in the public domain the fox hunt uncle hambright used to pride himself upon his ability to invent amusing games for the children sometimes he found it hard to think of anything new But the demands of the children were so insistent and his desire to please them always was so intense that it often happened that uncle hambright could almost make a way out of no way dinner time was fast approaching all the morning the half dozen little children who were spending the day with uncle hambright at the sunday school picnic had been playing every conceivable sort of game and had been enjoying every imaginable kind of story told in Uncle Ham's inimitable way. But still the children were not satisfied. Just one more story, or just one more game, or give us your best game now for the last before dinner, the children clamored one after another. Very well, said Uncle Ham. You all wait until I come back, and then we'll play fox hunting. Uncle Ham went and told his sister and her husband, the parents of the little children, to take the dinner baskets far into the woods to the place which they had already agreed upon as the spot where the dinner table should be spread. Coming back to the children, Uncle Ham said, Now we are ready. Come close and listen while I explain. With anxious hearts and eager faces and clapping their glad hands, the children gathered around Uncle Ham. Now, he said, I have a piece of chalk here in my hand. I'm going to make something like this wherever I go along. While he was speaking, he made a round ring on the fence close by. He put marks for the ears and feet and a mark for the tail. Then he continued. This is the fox. I'm going to make foxes along the path that I take into the woods. Sometimes these foxes may be on fences, sometimes on trees, sometimes on rocks, or anywhere I wish to place them. Whenever you find a fox, you will know that you are on the right road, and you must be sure each time to follow in the direction that the head of the fox points. Then you won't lose your way. You must give me a little start, because I must be out of sight before you all begin the hunt. At the end of the hunt, if you follow carefully, you will find a large present awaiting for each one of you. You may help yourself to whatever you like, and then we shall all come back together, because, you know, I will be at the end myself waiting for you when you come. It seems that the 10 minutes' start that the children had agreed to give Uncle Hambright would never come to an end. So eager were they to begin the hunt. By and by, the time came, and they were off. The first few foxes had been drawn on the boardwalk, so the hunters had easy sailing for a little while. Pretty soon, however, one of the girls discovered a fox on a tree, and the head of the fox pointed right into the woods. At first, the children halted. The eldest girl said finally after studying a few minutes, let's go in uncle ham wouldn't take us where anything could hurt us and besides he said he would be waiting at the end thus reassured all of them plunged into the woods once in the woods the little foxes drawn on trees and stumps carried them right along by the side of the babbling brook for a long distance Sometimes they would find one fox, and then they would find it very hard to locate the next one. It was great fun for them to scurry about in the woods, examining trees, stumps, rocks, and everything, hunting for the foxes. Finally, one of the little girls found a fox on a fence. The head of the fox pointed upwards. The little child said, This little fox seems to be pointing to heaven. I'm sure we can't go up there. Oh no, said the oldest girl, again coming to the rescue. I think that little fox leads over the fence, that's all." So over the fence they jumped and continued the chase. The course proved to be zigzag. now for a few minutes and the children found the foxes more and more difficult to locate. They felt safe again when the foxes were found on stones or rocks leading up the side of a hill. The woods began to thin out and the children were no longer timid up the hill they went with a merry laugh and a shout once on top of the hill they lost their course again after a time they found a fox though and that fox pointed straight down the hill the children bravely followed at the foot of the hill they suddenly came upon an open space and close by there was a great big fox marked upon a piece of black pasteboard and standing right over a bubbling spring of water uncle hambright must have meant for us to stop here said one maybe he meant for us to stop and get some water said another one or two of the fox hunters stopped and drank some water then the oldest one said come on now let's look for another fox i guess we are most through now About 20 yards away from the spring, the children came to another open space that was well shaded. What was their delight and surprise to find there stretched out before them on a large white tablecloth laid on the bare ground a sumptuous picnic dinner. And in the middle of the table, there was a true true stuffed fox with a large red apple in his mouth. For a few moments, the children stood around the table in bewilderment. But they were not to be kept in suspense a great while. Pretty soon Uncle Hambright and Mamma and Papa came out of the woods nearby, and such a laugh as went around the picnic dinner was never heard before or since. At the close of the meal, the children all voted that that was the best game that Uncle Ham had played during the day. End of chapter twenty two